We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. Take your Bibles, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 only. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us, by which have been given to us, exceeding great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Father, add your anointing to the ministry of your word this morning. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. A couple of things before I dive into the Word. Wednesday classes start this week. Revelation right here in the sanctuary, a men's small group, a women's small group, and new beginnings for those new to the church and new to the faith. All will be meeting this Wednesday night. Prime is doing a luncheon two weeks from today. There are tickets on sale in the, on Main Street. Please stop by their table and pick those up before you leave this morning. Amen. When we're looking at the Word of God, we understand that God positions us for victory. God positions us to be conquerors and overcomers. God positions us so that regardless what confronts us or faces us in life, the answer is always there. The victory is already there. All we have to do is put our faith and our trust in a living God. Kind of reminds me of the time when God and the devil were arguing. And the devil said, well, let's settle this with a football game. And God laughed and said, oh, you're not going to win. I've got all the good players. And the devil said, yeah, but I got all the referees. Some of you FSU fans will love that one. (laughs) See, Joshua was a guy who understood positioning. We talked about a couple of weeks ago how that God enabled him to be courageous because he understood his position, where God had placed him. And every one of us in the kingdom of God have to understand we have been placed by God. We have been been positioned by God to live a victorious life and to bring men to Him. Now, we haven't been positioned just so that we can be healthy, wealthy, and wise and better looking. Although that would be good, wouldn't it? But that's not the reason we're positioned. We are positioned to build the kingdom of God. We are positioned to drive back the kingdom of darkness. We are positioned to be lights in a darkened world. We are positioned to be a witness, to show the way to those who don't know or understand how great our God really is. That's why we testify. That's why we praise. That's why we give glory to God, because we're telling somebody our God is worth it. Amen? Our God deserves it. Our God is mighty and wonderful. So when we're positioned, as we talked a couple of weeks ago, we can be courageous. Secondly, when we're positioned, we can be dependable or faithful, if you want to use that word. They're interchangeable in the context of this message. You know, there are some things in life that you can always count on. You can always depend on. You can always know the sun is going to rise in the morning and set in the evening. You can always know gravity will continue its pull. You can always know the Republicans and the Democrats are going to argue and fight just going to happen. You can always know water will always be wet. You will always know that wives will tell their husbands how to drive and husbands aren't going to listen to their wives. Amen. Some things you can depend on. It's just the way it is. When my kids were growing up, I told them regularly, you need to be so dependable that if you don't show up to an appointment or you don't show up to work, somebody's going to send flowers. You need to be that dependable. 
Okay, some of you will get that in three weeks from today. If you need an explanation, ask somebody who got it. They'll explain it to you. Be so dependable that if you don't shut up, somebody sends flowers. Joshua chapter 1, we see God positioning Joshua so he can be dependable. Verse 2, God said to him, get going, cross the Jordan River. You and all the people cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. Now listen to this. I'm giving you every square inch of land you set your foot on. Every square inch of land you set your foot on, I'm giving you. It's time for some folks in this room to understand he's given you your home. He's given you your workplace. He's given you your neighborhood. He's given you your loved ones. And if you will stand in that place position, you will see his promise come true in your life. What did Peter say in the household of Cornelius? He said, you and your household shall be saved. Oh, you are positioned to be a witness and to bring your family to Jesus Christ. Every square inch. Look on down a couple more verses. All your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. I love that. I love that because you know what the devil tells you? He tells you you're all by yourself. You're going to fail You're not going to stand. There's too much against you. You're not going to see the victory. But the Bible says no one will be able to hold out against you. When you're standing where God has positioned you, when you choose to be dependable and faithful in that place, there is no enemy that confronts you that will succeed. There is no attack that comes against you that will overcome you. Oh, the good news is this. I've read the back of the book and we win. The good news is this. No weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you to condemn you thou shalt condemn for this is what the heritage of the servants of the Lord oh come on church get it into your spirit this morning he went on to say to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 you're going to lead this people to inherit the land I promised to give their ancestors There's some truth in that statement and there's some oil in that verse for some of you in this room this morning. Because you remember way back when a promise was spoken into your life, but nothing has happened. It hasn't come to pass. It hasn't been fulfilled. But God is saying to Joshua, if you'll take your stand, stay where I put you, be faithful, then the promises I gave to your ancestors, what ancestors? To Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, hundreds of years and generations previous, God said that will be your land. He said the promises I gave to those way back then, I'm going to fulfill in your life today. Oh, somebody hear me. God wants to bring revival to your life. God wants to bring his promise to your life. God wants to reap a harvest through your life. Somebody stand and watch what God is going to do. See what God will accomplish. He goes on to say, you're going to lead this people to inherit the land I promised to give their ancestors. And I love the last verse, verse eight, it says, ponder and meditate on it. What's he talking about? He's talking about the book of the law. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going and you'll succeed. You want to know how to be dependable? Get in the Word. Get in the book. 
Read it, meditate on it, ponder it day and night. You see, it's not enough to come in on Sunday morning and get a 30-minute message and think I'm good for the week. No, friend, you need some help each and every day. You need the strength of the Word pouring into your life every morning and every evening. He said, ponder upon it, meditate upon it, read it. Let it become a part of your fabric and a part of your being. How do we become faithful? By recognizing God is faithful. By acknowledging he's already prepared the way. By understanding God has already got this. And all I have to do is stand and walk through it. Oh, come on, somebody get that in your spirit and understand God wants you in the word. So when we read this passage from Joshua chapter 1, it tells us first and foremost that Joshua understood his assignment. Now remember, he was positioned. And because he was positioned, he could be dependable. And because he was dependable, he could live and work in his assignment. His assignment we just read in Joshua chapter 1. His assignment was to take Israel into the land that was promised to them hundreds of years previous. So Joshua's assignment, listen to me, write this down. This is revelational. You're not going to believe it. When you hear this, it's going to blow your mind. His assignment was to finish what he started. Oh, don't you love that? Because how many times do we give up just before the end? How many times do we fail to finish what God has started in our lives? His assignment was to stand fast and finish what he started. So I don't know how you get that out of Scripture. We'll turn to Joshua chapter 10 and you'll see it. Because in Joshua chapter 10 verses 12 through 15, five kings came against Joshua. They decided they would destroy him, wipe him out once and for all, and get rid of this menace that was taking over their land. And the Bible says that when Joshua saw he couldn't win the battle in the span of time he had, daylight would expire, they couldn't fight, they weren't going to win the battle that day. This is what he said. You can read it in Joshua 10, 12 through 15. He said, stop the sun, halt the moon. And the sun stopped and the moon stood stock still until he defeated his enemies. The sun stopped in its tracks in mid-sky and sat there all day. There's never been a day like that before or since. You see, because Joshua understood his assignment. He understood he was called to finish what he started. He understood he had to be faithful with that assignment. Then he had the audacity. No, he had the courage. He had the boldness. He had the faith. To say, God, I need more time to win this battle. Stop the sun right where it's at. Halt the moon in its orbit. Stop everything and give me the time I need to win this battle. Oh, somebody, you need to hear that this morning. God is saying it's time to stand up and say, God, stop what's happening around me so we can see the victory and see the battle won. You see, Joshua understood at that moment in his life, That every aspect of his position, every aspect of his assignment was covered by divine power and by divine authority. He understood he could say to the sun and he could say to the moon, you got to stop right where you're at because I'm operating in a different level. I'm operating on a different realm. You've never seen this before, and you may never see it since. But I'm here to tell you, when you decide, I'm going to stand in my place, I'm going to be dependable, then you can say, it's never happened before, and it may never happen again. But I've come to tell you, it happened for me. God honored that request. 
Someone said, we've never seen a lender write off that much debt. It never happened before. It may never happen again. But I've come to tell you, Christian Heritage Church, as we stand in our position, God honors and God makes it happen. Well, somebody get that in your spirit. Apply it to your personal life. Understand what God wants to do in and through you. Joshua needed a miracle. Now, there are times we don't need miracles. We just need to take control. You understand that, right? There are times we don't need a miracle. We just need to man up and do what the Word of God tells us to do. But there are times we need a miracle. And he understood a miracle was required to fulfill his assignment, so he had no problem asking for one. Listen, if your position, if where God has placed you, if you're in your assignment, and in that situation, you understand this is greater than me, the scope is greater than anything natural man can do, I need a miracle, then you have every right as a believer to ask for one, to believe for one. To declare, sun stand still, moon stop, and watch what God does. Oh, come on, I've come to tell you, we still serve a miracle-working God. He didn't pass away with Joshua. He is still on the throne. His name is mighty. He is powerful. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the risen Savior. He's already defeated hell, death, and the grave. Oh, come on, friend. What's too hard for our God? you need a miracle and you're in your assignment, then ask for one. Ask for one. Joshua understood, and you need to write this down. He understood that authority always accompanies assignment. Authority always accompanies assignment. He was positioned by God to lead Israel into the promised land. And everywhere his footstep, every square inch of that land, God would give to him. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says no one would be able to hold out against him. That's what it says. It says that every enemy would bow before him. So he understood when I am positioned by God, when I am standing in my assignment, there is an authority that falls upon me as well. Now here's the rub in the modern church. We all want authority without being an assignment. I need to say that again because some of you didn't hear me. We all want authority without living in assignment. We want to be free to do what we will, to flip from pillar to post, to grab every new wind of doctrine, to chase everything that comes down the pike. You're not going to have any authority until you stand in your assignment, grounded in the Word of God, understanding, I am called for such a day as this. Do you know how easy it is to quit if you don't understand assignment? Do you know how easy it is to quit if you're trying to live an assignment that's not yours and you have no authority? Every time you rebuke the devil, he just laughs at you because he understands you're not in your assignment. You have no authority. The authority comes through Jesus Christ and we receive that authority when we stand where he's positioned us and when we live in that assignment. And if we fail to live in that assignment, there's no authority in our lives. There's no power flowing in and through us. But when we stand in that assignment, all of heaven and hell cannot prevail what God wants to do. What did Jesus say? He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Oh, come on, folks, hear me. When we're in assignment, when we're standing in that place and we're dependable, we're faithful, then there is an authority that flows from the Father. It's like Jessica's floor. Stand up, come here. 
It's like this cape. Now, please don't be, don't be offended, FSU fans. I mean, the whole look of that thing offends me, but that's okay. It's like this cape that God just throws over us. That authority, that mantle rests upon us. You can go sit down. That's all I can stand to look at. That authority. I'm just kidding her. I told her before church, we cast the demons out. We just didn't get her face cleaned up. I don't know where I was going with that. When we stand in that authority, when we stand in that authority, no force of darkness can come against us because God cloaks us, capes us, lets that mantle fall on us. And the same authority that Jesus lived in, we begin to live in. Well, I'm not sure I believe that. Well, read Luke chapter 10. Because in Luke chapter 10, Jesus sent out 70 and he told them, heal the sick, do good works, Show miracles in my name so people will know who I am. And then you can read it. I believe it's in verse 19. He said, all authority is given unto you. Do you understand that command is for us today? When we position ourselves, when we stand in our assignment, then I can look you square in the eye and say, I'm operating not under the authority of Steve Dow. I'm operating under the authority of God the Father. Jesus Christ, His Son, is flowing through me. The Holy Ghost of God is anointing me and using me and filling my mind with wisdom and discernment. Oh, come on, folks. You want to see victory? Stand in assignment and let authority flow. Watch what happens when you begin moving as God directs you. But too many of us are just like that lady who had a shopping problem. She just couldn't resist. Every time she went to the store, she bought a new dress. Her husband got fed up. He said, look, you just need to stand in authority. And when the devil tempts you to buy that new dress, you say, get thee behind me, Satan. So she went to the store the next week, came home with a new dress. He said, I told you how to do that. I told you about your authority. What happened? She said, well, I put the dress on. I looked in the mirror. It looked so good. And I said, get thee behind me, Satan. And he said, looks good from back here too. So I bought it. (laughs) Come on, too many of us are just like that. We fail to understand our authority. Oh, come on. He's given us authority over all powers of the darkness, over everything that comes against. Some of you are still laughing on that one. (laughs) Everything that comes against us, we need to learn to stand in that authority. You see, we live in a nation that needs believers to stand in authority. We live in a church that needs believers to exercise the authority from the Spirit of God. We live in a city that needs the church to stand up in authority and to rebuke that spirit of murder and rape and incest and adultery and idolatry that's ruling this place. We need to stand as believers saying, I'm positioned by God, I'm in my assignment, and devil, you got to go. You got to go. Well, that's pretty bold. Jesus called you to be bold. He's not looking for sissies and wimps. Yeah, if you're looking for a church that's going to make you a sissy or a wimp, you're in the wrong place. Someone said to me this morning, Pastor, why don't you paint your face? I said, look, I'm an Indian. If I put on paint, it means I'm going to war and somebody's going to get hurt. So I don't want to do that. But listen, in this church, in the arena of the kingdom of God, put on your war paint. Stand in your position. Let the authority of God flow through you and chase the devil back to where he belongs. That's your rights as a believer. That's your heritage as a servant of God. 
That's your assignment as a brother or sister of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to give you all authority. Luke 10, 19, read it, it's there. Over all the power of the darkness, over all the power of the enemy. And I've come to tell you this morning, I'm going to release you. I want you to go in that authority. I want you to operate in that authority. I want you to understand, Jesus and me, we're by far the majority. We're by far the majority. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter if it's an addiction. It doesn't matter if it's a habitual sin. It doesn't matter if it's an unruly spouse or a rebellious teen. It doesn't matter if it's a boss that doesn't see things the right way. It doesn't matter if it's a financial issue or a health issue or an emotional issue. I've come to tell you, if you will stand where you are positioned by God and you will step into your assignment, an authority will flow through your life that will break every chain and set you free. And in doing so, there's some other folks who are going to get set free too. In doing so, there's some other folks who are going to see the love and the mercy and the grace of a living God flowing through your life. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. It's time to be dependable. It's time to be faithful. Father, in this room this morning, speak to those who don't know you as your Lord and Savior. Bring them to the cross. Redeem their lives today. You're in this room this morning. I haven't preached about salvation. I've preached about victory through standing in your place of authority. But you're here today. And if you were to die, you wouldn't make it into heaven. Matter of fact, you'd split hell wide open. You're not on the Lord's side. You're on the other side. Can I tell you, it's time to switch teams. That's why you're here this morning. Because God wants you on his side. He wants to be your Lord, your Savior, your Master. So right where you sit today, you say, Steve, I need Jesus to forgive my sins, to come into my life and to change me. Just slip up your hand right where you're sitting. I'm going to pray for you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Others is await just a moment. Yes, ma'am. Someone else is await just a moment. You'll join these who slipped up their hand. Just wait just another moment. Stand your feet with me across this room, everyone. Those of you with your hands raised, I want you to look directly at me. No one else is looking around. You're looking directly at me. Those three who raised their hand. If you should have and you didn't, then look at me too, okay? You're here this morning for a reason. You have an appointment with divine destiny. And that appointment was set so that you could receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Your sins could be forgiven and your life altered. So today I'm going to ask you to step out from where you're standing. Meet me right here and make that appointment. Come on, you raise your hand. Come. Right now, come on. You raise your hand. Come right now and meet me right here. Make that appointment. Come on. Anyone else you want to join these three? We're going to pray together. Daniel, Chris, Yvonne, step up behind them. Put your hands on their shoulders. We're going to pray together right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for these individuals. I pray for your grace, your mercy, your peace to flow through their lives. And I pray now that as we confess our sin. You become faithful and just to forgive them their sin and to cleanse them of all unrighteousness. Lord, your word says, if we believe in our heart that God hath raised you from the dead and confess with our mouth your Lord and Savior, then by faith we receive the gift of salvation. So we confess our sin. We confess you as Lord and Savior. And we ask you to do an eternal work in their lives this morning. Y'all just pray with them personally. Bring them to that assurance in that place 
of salvation in their hearts and in their lives. This altar call is for the rest of you. You're in this place this morning. I didn't get to it in the, in the message today, but you can read it in the book of Joshua, chapter 6, where the first battle they had to fight was against Jericho, a walled city that had never been defeated. And God said to Jer- uh, Joshua, this is what you're going to do. You're going to take the army, the men of war, and for six days you're going to march once around that city without saying a word. And on the seventh day, you're going to march around that city seven times. And on the seventh time, the priests are going to blow the trumpet. And when you hear the long blast of the trumpet, you're going to shout a shout of victory. And the walls are going to fall down. Oh, somebody hear me this morning. You need to stand up. You need to blow the trumpet. You need to shout the shout of victory and watch the battle become yours as God brings the walls down. So you're in this place today. You say, I want to be a man of war. I want to be a woman of war. I want God to use me. I want to see battles won. I want to see walls fall. I want to see victory because I am positioned and operating in authority. That's you. Step out and come right now. I want to be that person. Step out and come right now. I want to be that person. I want to be that man of war. I want to be that woman of war. I want to be that person that God uses to bring change around me. Come on, step out and come. That's you. We're going to pray right now. That's you. God's going to use you. God's going to fill you. God's going to empower you and change you in this room today. If you're battling an addiction, God will set you free this morning. If you're battling an emotional issue, depression, God will set you free this morning. If you have a physical diagnosis that is contrary to your life, God will heal you this morning. Step out and come. Whatever you need. As you say, I'm going to be a man of war. I'm going to be a woman of war. I'm going to march around the wall that is against me. And by faith, I'm going to shout a shout of victory. And the wall will come down. And victory will be mine in the name of Jesus. Others are still coming. So come on, press in a little closer. Make room for them to step in behind you. Make room for others to gather in behind you. Come on. That's you. God's talking to you this morning. It's time to be a person of war. To stand in your assignment and let authority flow through your life so that you see the victory over every area and every aspect of your life. Anyone else? We'll wait just another moment. Anyone else? Hallelujah. Everyone in this room, I want you to make a show of faith by simply raising your hands. Raising your hands is nothing really spiritual, but it says, I surrender to your authority, Father. I surrender to your power. I surrender to your will in my life. Right now, I'm going to pray over you. And when I conclude this prayer, I want you to give a shout of victory. I mean, I want you to make the ceiling rattle. I want to hear us down at Movies 8 today. You're going to shout a shout of victory because the walls are falling down. The victory is yours. Stand in your position. Stand in your assignment. Flow in His authority. And watch what God will do in your life. Not tomorrow, but today. Today, the victory is yours. Father, right now, I pray over your people. I wish I could lay hands on every one of them, but I can't. There's just too many. Lord, I pray over your people. And I pray now for the cloud of your glory to fall upon them. I pray for a spirit of faith to rise up in them. I pray that they would grasp the truth of your word and they would understand 
going to be mine now. Infuse them with the spirit of courage. Infuse them with the spirit of faith. Let them be dependable in the kingdom of God. Let victory flow. Heal the sick. Release the depressed. Break the addictions of the addict right now. Oh God, bring comfort and peace and assurance into their lives in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus and everybody, shout a shout of victory. Hallelujah! 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 Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.